Hello, friends, and welcome to the Interesting Hour podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kupinoff, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Devesh Verma. And we are brought to you by the Core Foundation. Core Foundation is a multimedia nonprofit, and you can check us out at cor-foundation.org. Check us out. A lot of cool things. Check out our spotlight. Subscribe. Donate. Buy merchandise. It's awesome. We and help people. You don't laugh at that. That's true. <laughs> how'd you think? It, how'd you get the show on? Well, I saw you guys beating a guy in the alley the other hey, night. Hey, man. It was like... I, you signed an NDA, Justin. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Chuck Levins. Thanks again, Chuck, for uh, giving us some awesome equipment here. Yeah. Any uh, sound, audio equipment needs you have. They also do instruments. Yeah, check Everything like that. Yeah, they helped us out without their support. We couldn't get this podcast up and running, as I'm sure you've heard by now. So... Check them out, guys. It's pretty awesome. And last but not least, we got Burbank Hypnosis. Burbank Hypnosis. Which is run by Kelly Loopy Smith, who Ooh. is our guest for this week's interview. Yay! Kelly is awesome. And actually, this episode is kind of special because it is the first episode that we recorded on location. We yeah. went to Burbank Hypnosis. We yeah. traveled. We traversed the plains. Yeah. We're like, we hey, out. you can't come to CORE. CORE is going to come to you. That's right. That's right. And that's what we did. And it was really awesome. Kelly was super accommodating for us. And actually, this episode has a little bit of prep work involved. We had our own Justin Kupinoff. Oh, yeah. I underwent the process. Of hypnosis yeah. prior to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll hear all about that in the episode. Um, yeah, it was it was cool to talk about that. You know, not everybody's on board with it. I'm sure you have your own opinions about it. But hey, it's out there. It's a thing. People are doing it. Check I wanted it to talk to somebody who is working in that field. And that's what we did. Yeah, I wanted to find out more about it. I was like, hypnosis, what's going on with this, huh? What's yeah. going on? Especially because I'm reading some articles recently about neuroscience and hypnosis. I'm like, what's going on with this? <laughs> Anyways, check out the interview, guys. It's pretty fun. Enjoy. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Interesting Hour with Kelly. How do, how do you say your middle name? Loopy Smith. Loopy Smith. How's it going, Kelly? It's going good. Oh yeah, Justin's here too. I don't know if you. I'm here. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just along for the ride on this one. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, Justin's just sitting around. <laughs> so today we're actually on location at uh, Burbank Hypnotherapy. And Burbank Hypnosis. Hypnosis. I'm so mm. sorry. I want to do this all over again though. Too bad. Too bad. Oh well. You didn't let me take out my Siri thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back so, to haunt you. Yeah, I know. Let's no. It's fine. Uh, so that's why if you hear the the thumping music out there. <laughs> <laughs> which people oh, may yeah. have heard oh yeah yeah uh we're on location so you're gonna hear some random noises in the background uh that just helps us get more authentic so enjoy so let's start this off proper For kelly sure. tell us about yourself what do you do i'm a hypnotherapist uh i practice here at burbank hypnosis and i help people to do a whole variety of big life changes with hypnosis and also NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which we can talk a little bit about later. Yeah, that sounded a whole lot awesome. of words to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to know more about that. Um, so I guess the next thing we need to talk about is what is hypnotherapy? Can you give our audience a little rundown on that? Yes. I like to talk about hypnotherapy in terms of what it isn't first. Okay, so... Because obviously there's a lot of misconceptions out there, it seems like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what it isn't is it is not mind control. Okay, if I could control minds, I wouldn't need you guys being here and interviewing me. I would basically be on television telling everybody what to do all the time. <laughs> or maybe I'd live in Hawaii, I don't know. But um, <laughs> So I cannot control people's minds. And each person is in control the whole time. And he dropped his coffee because I told him to. Oh. So, <laughs> Wow, she's good. She's Legit. Legitimate. Dude. Legit. 
Sorry. Um, that's really important to say because, yeah, what it isn't. Because yeah. already now that we're saying it's not mind control, I don't know why I'm here. I want to learn a new skill. But uh, no, that's really cool. Um, so, so what can you do with it? Like, what is it? Yeah, what is it? it it's using your own mental power to make change. Okay. So it seems like the, the power of whatever's happening has to come from the person that's being Absolutely. hypnotized. Not from you. You're not the, the one that has all the power here. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I talked to, to multiple people um, before I was doing this and like just some of the comments I was getting, even with the little bit of research into hypnotherapy and hypnotism that I had, I'm like, I don't think you know what this is. I, like, I know I don't necessarily know what it is, but I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like even, even Devesh being like, cause we were trying to find somebody to be on the show to talk about hypnotherapy. And I was like, I really want to do a session, which I got to do by the way. Thank you so much. That was awesome experience. Oh, oh, well, just quick, take, make a, take a quick tangent, explain to everyone what happened. Okay. Like, so, so I was, I was looking for somebody and I really wanted to undergo the process just because I'm curious as hell. Like mm -hmm. I really, I really wanted to go through that and see what it was all about. And I'm a smoker. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I came in for the smoking cessation. Uh, Which deal. Is one of the applications of hypnosis is to help you quit smoking, correct, Kelly? Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so I got to come in and go through the whole process. Kelly was super nice about it. It was great. It was <laughs> great. And I got to wear these, like, they look like Randy Savage glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was the coolest thing. It was, uh, what was that called again? The, the That's a light and sound machine. And that syncs right and left brain and helps you to get into that state of mind where you can really relax and you can receive suggestion easier. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You put on these Randy Savage sunglasses and it was like, was and there headphones. like, was, and headphones, were there like LEDs? They're, uh, yeah, they're yeah. facing your eyes Dude, on the Doesn't Deepak Chopra have like a, an item, like, like a product that he sells? I'm about? sure he does. Oh my God. It did that. It, it it had an effect on you. Uh, I okay. I he has nothing to compare it to, so he doesn't know. That's true. I'm specifically talking about the the sunglasses or the Randy Savage sunglasses, the lights. Yeah, that was well. For one thing, I think you said the lights in them were red, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And oh, beautiful. There it um, is. Um, <laughs> and there's the noises we were mentioning before. But go on, go. On. <laughs> so. So the lights are red and like, first of all, I kept my eyes closed the whole time because you don't want to open your eyes with LEDs like a centimeter in front sure, of them. Sure, sure, it's through your eyes. So yeah. I swear to God, I thought they were blue or like purple lights. Like I had no idea the color and I was getting some weird visuals. I was, like, it was just, I know we're taking a huge tangent here, but I'm just saying these sunglasses, I remember someone saying online, it's like, yeah, it's uh, similar to having an acid trip. I'm like, really? Really? I wasn't going to say that, but yes, man. <laughs> I wasn't really? going to say that. I literally was having these visualizations that wow. it was it was it was trippy. It, yeah, okay. it, it definitely was oh, was cool. trippy. And the fact that I I had them on for an hour at least, right? Was mm. was it that long? The, Probably the, forty minutes. Okay, well, it seemed maybe a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, that's called time distortion. Yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> that happens to me. in hypnosis. But yeah, it was. I was getting like pulsating like visuals in front of my face that were like purple and swirly, and like mm -hmm. felt like I was just falling down into a vortex. You know, I wonder how VR is going to play into this in the future, <laughs> like VR hypno hypnosis or something. I don't know. But anyways, let's get back to this. Okay. <laughs> let's get back on topic. Besides these awesome sunglasses. Just well, I do want to say that hmm. 
you know that it's working um, when you see all the different colors because when your brain waves change and slow down to the pace that the device is trying to make it be and plus my hypnosis slowing your brain waves down to the theta brainwave state then you start seeing different colors yeah wow. I, I was definitely seeing different colors and, w- and what shapes yeah yeah what's the theta brainwave state so what it's is four um brainwave states mm-hmm. that any person can have so normal state like you and I are in right now is the beta brainwave state. It's just natural wakefulness. When you're heightened and really anxious and stressed, you go into alpha state. Hopefully you're not in that too often, but if you are, then you have a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then there's theta brainwave state where you're like, you know that state when you're in between awake and asleep and you're kind of like aware of what's going on, but not, and you're kind of going away and coming back. That's a theta brainwave state. And then there's delta, Mm -hmm. which is sleep. Okay. Theta is where all healing, meditation, hypnosis happens. So you're telling me when people wake up in the morning before they have coffee, they're in their theta state. Well, I don't know about that. That's where I kind of like, you're kind of like in between, like awake. And yeah, like, yeah. That sounds like someone before they have coffee. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you're most susceptible to. It's more of that time when you're just falling asleep at night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you can imagine what you're watching on television before you fall asleep. That's why I don't watch scary movies going to bed. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. it just slips in there with all the other I thoughts. I inevitably always have a bad dream. So what about when you're sleeping? Like when you're dreaming like REM or something like that? Like what's, are, are you in a certain state at that point? Like that's. Well, that's, we, that's a delta brainwave delta, state. Okay. And, then, and then there are the four stages of sleep as well, you mm-hmm. know, and you have like stage one, stage two, stage three, and then stage four. And then there's REM in there somewhere. <laughs> right, 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 right. Interesting. Um, I want to turn this around and ask, how did you get into this? Well, um, my background is in uh, teaching yoga. So mm-hmm. when I was teaching yoga in New York, I met a girl who did hypnosis and she did a session for me uh, just as a gift. I didn't even know what it was about. It was actually working with my timeline and releasing negative emotion, which I didn't even know I had, mm-hmm. but it, it ended up being so powerful. I said, oh my goodness, I've got to learn how to do this because I've always been in the help position, uh, industry, wanting to help people, heal people, been a body worker and massage therapist. So um, that's how I got into it. Wow. So was the session helpful for you and all that stuff? Oh, like, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. How many sessions did you have to go through? I just had the one. The one? Um, and, and because it was timeline therapy. Timeline therapy is, a, is totally different where you come in one time, but mm-hmm. for a very long time. Mm. So, Justin, your session that Kelly gave you, was that that wasn't the time? No, that was, that was hypnosis. We did use a little bit of a timeline technique with you, but um, that was strictly like a hypnosis session. Was that one of the things at the beginning that we did? Yes. One of those? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, so when would you use that versus... Timeline? Know, well, yeah. Okay. Well, you use timeline therapy for a number of things. One, it's to release negative emotion like anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and hurt. Uh, you can use it to... I use it to help people release negative um, beliefs about themselves when they really believe that they can't quit smoking, for example, or mm. they can't, you know, ever have this or do that or be that. Um, the other thing is, you know, we have these learnings that our unconscious mind does. I mean, we we live our lives and we learn these things without knowing it. So, people can learn. Um, certain irrational fears or learn to uh, hold pain in their body in a certain way, or um, they learn to bite their fingernails incessantly. Mm-hmm. So it's about going back to that time when you first learned that negative behavior and then learn it in a new way. Hmm. Uh, d- but don't you find it hard sometimes? Like if it's like, like I can, I'm afraid of bridges. Bridges? Yeah. Yeah. Like being like up suspended and like walking across my, like my legs will almost like, well, they'll go weak. Like, really? Yeah. And I never it, like, knew that about but you. I can't, 
what if I can't think of the time where that happened to me? Like, how do you work that out with somebody? Aha, good question. Because you don't know consciously. So I'm asking your unconscious mind. And usually I just tell people, okay, relax and tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And they'll say something that doesn't even make sense consciously. It's the mm -hmm. right answer. And mm -hmm. there are ways to check to make sure it is the right answer. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then you work them back. And then from is, there, that's where you hit it. Like you nip it in the this bud. This is total therapy, yes. man. That's yes. yeah. <laughs> That's totally therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so like, let me tell you an example. One time I had a client who... Um, she she was talking a lot about um she was blaming her parents for everything like everything that came out of her mouth was well because the way it's my history it's the way my parents raised me and i'm like you know what there comes a point where we need to take responsibility for our lives and mm -hmm. make changes stop blaming our parents for everything right so i actually uh changed her timeline so everybody yeah. has their timeline in a certain direction like left or right up and down through their body outside of their body uh she had her past right in front of her in her visual okay mm -hmm. and her future was uh off to the side so she couldn't see it i changed it for her so that she could see the future in front of her and the past was behind her and it was like oh the, the light <laughs> came down and she realized and i didn't have to say anything it was just changing that and she said wow i don't have any more excuses because she's not looking at the past anymore it's behind her now all she sees is the future ahead of her i was going to ask you to explain what do you mean by timeline but you just did right there yeah that's that's incredible that's just uh, your person's perspective really messes with you huh? yeah and i think i think some people like might be like oh that's so new agey or that's hokey or whatever mm -hmm. you know to that but i mean with how and this is something that i think uh was coming up in my mind over and over again like not being like necessarily 100% on board. Yes, I believe everything that's happening here while I'm going through the hypnotherapy session, but I'm trying, I, I'll, I'll try it, why not? But like there's so much we don't know about the brain and these little kind of tweaks that you do, like I think they're, they can be very helpful even if sometimes we don't know necessarily like why, like the, exactly. the science of it or whatever, mm -hmm. but I mean, I just, that, that's one thing that I keep thinking of when I went through the session. It was like, it was so positive. Like the whole thing was so positive and I just felt like a million bucks coming out of here that day. It was so, it was so awesome. I've heard trainers say, you know what, if, if, if a person wants to change, you can do anything. Yep. I believe and they that. will change. Like mm -hmm. he uses this example. You can put a squirrel over their head and say, if you just focus on the squirrel, mm -hmm you will stop smoking, you know? <laughs> for example. But it, it's just about the person's desire and um, how they use the tools that you give them. Mm -hmm. Let's go into that. So okay. I, I look at hypnosis as a tool. Uh, I don't know if that's right. an accurate way of saying it. But uh, the first time I saw hypnosis, and I think this is a lot of, uh, a lot of people have this common introduction, mm -hmm. was senior week in high school. Uh, we, the school hired a hypnosis come by and, uh, he picked like five or six students. And then out of those selected students, a few of them got hypnotized and he got them to do crazy things. So again, it's not my control. I know that now, but, uh, <laughs> like they were dancing or they were thinking they're somewhere else, et cetera. Whether, and obviously Justin, he was using this as a session to quit smoking. What other applications can we see hypnosis used for? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, you kind of have a two part question there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first part is these stage hypnotists. Now what they're doing actually is real, but it's 
quite different from hypnotherapy, helping people lose weight, quit bad habits, you know, pain control, these kinds of things. So the stage hypnotist, he's very, he or she is very skilled in finding the people in the audience who are highly suggestible. I noticed that. Okay. So not everybody is that suggestible. It's like what, 5% or something of the population that is highly suggestible. So that's number one. Number two, these people are raising their hands to volunteer. They want to be a part of the entertainment factor. And it is purely for entertainment. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's telling them to do funny things and they're following along. And you'll notice if you watch a stage show, he'll take people off the stage. Yes. Who are not as suggestible. I saw that. Like he was just, if I tap you on your shoulder... Go back to your seat. Exactly. So, and like, I think, you know, I, I think I was uh, misleading this. It wasn't six kids up front. I think he had like 10 and went and doing them down to six. Yes. Or something like that. Exactly. I'm remembering it correctly. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that's entertainment. Right. So, what other applications the, do you see? The therapy. So, my three main um, uh, therapies are, you know, weight loss mm-hmm. is huge. That's probably my number one. Uh, and then there's smoking cessation and then stress relief. But stress relief is such a big, broad topic. You know, mm-hmm. stress relief can include um, bad habits like fingernail biting or f- irrational fears like fear of flying, fear of um, heights, fear of bridges. bridges. <laughs> we need to have exactly. a talk about that after the show, Justin. <laughs> you have an irrational fear of bridges a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. We'll get through this together. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Mostly it's about changing behaviors. Changing behaviors. Yeah. So... Can you give us an example, uh, like, as a simple behavior as, like, smoking or weight? Is there an extreme behavior you've seen happen, like, that they want to they change? Well, I think, um, the, the it, in terms of extreme, I think weight loss is a big deal, okay? okay? Um, because people have developed these habits all their life, and people always have to eat. So mm-hmm. people don't always have to keep smoking. Can't, yeah, you can't just you quit know. it completely. Right, right exactly. Right. At some point, you need some nutrition. Cold yeah. turkey, I'm off food. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, Justin. <laughs> Does that mean you don't eat turkey anymore? Okay. Oh, just turkey. Just turkey. <laughs> Everything else is up for grab. <laughs> so, so, like, for weight loss, you know, people come for a, a while. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have habits that they've developed their whole life. They need to come for a few months. Okay. How how or in like how many times per week or like during it all the depends on them you or? know it all depends see everybody comes in first um, to talk it's, it's like a screening process I make sure that they can be hypnotized and I find out more about their situation mm-hmm. and then I tell them okay you need to come for three months or you need to come for you know I I've had people come for like eight months or more uh, and others only for a couple weeks yeah and that's something else I wanted to talk about because first of all when I was looking for um, or or talking to you about coming on the show. And asking about possibly doing a session, you're like, you know, you talked about this, that coming in for the screening would be great beforehand. So we had a day before I even did the hypnotherapy. And it just surprised me a little bit. Because first of all, I'm like, okay, well, she'll just want to take in whoever wants to come in to do this. But you actually have a screening process, and which I think is, is pretty noble. Like, it's like, if I can't help you. I'm not exactly. going to try to take your money and I'm not going to try to, you know, just do something if I don't think it can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about like the screening process a little bit more and like um, sure. how you go through that and sure. how you maybe well, deny people or could you them? talk about your experience in the screening? Because yeah. I, isn't it fun? Yeah, it was fun. I think it was, it was a perfect time to explain your firsthand experience, like how to go and everything like that. That's how everyone, everyone else. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was great. We did. Um, like that's one thing I remember from like the senior day. Cause I have the same, the same deal you had. That was my first, uh, 
first experience with hypnosis. And um, I think you did a couple different things where testing the susceptibility or I get or the suggestibility. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing the uh, the the books in one hand. You hold your arms out. The the books in one hand. And uh, she keeps putting on more books, but there's nothing in your hand. But then you, and then uh, the balloon on the other hand, lifting helium balloon. Yeah, lifting the other hand up, and then you open your eyes, and your hands are way farther apart than you think they are. Oh, yeah, interesting. Which I think, like, did your did the one at your school do something like that? I remember like almost the exact same honestly, thing going on. I there. honestly only remember I, I got the the number count wrong. <laughs> you know, ten to six <laughs> students, right? Um, I just remember. Some people doing some belly dancing. What? <laughs> like, no, what kind like, of school well, did you go to? I don't know. That's something, no, it wasn't like it, they just kind of like pretend like they're belly dancing. Or oh, whatever, you know? oh, So like it was just hilarious to watch these yes. kids that we know that making a complete ass of themselves in front of the whole class before they go off to college. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And before yeah. I left, me and Kelly were both belly dancing oh, at screening. Nice. So that was probably my favorite part know, of it. Man. But that's, that's, that's why I'm screening you to make sure you can belly dance. Yeah, because yeah. it's very crucial in the <laughs> hypnotherapy process. Piles of books, balloons, and belly dancing. That's the screening process. <laughs> all three everybody. at once. If you can do all three at once, you know you're good to be hypnotized. <laughs> that um, was a joke. Yeah, yeah. No, but honestly, let get back into the screening no, but process. It, it, so. And it was great. And uh, one thing I was surprised about was that... Um, you know, you were talking about the reasons for me wanting to quit. And I had brought up my wife a few times, but it, it, this wasn't a case like you told me some people where it's like, you know, their wife basically pays and forces them to go there, you know, yeah. or any sig- significant other or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one thing you said was very detrimental or would hinder the process, yeah. right? Yeah. If they don't have the desire to quit, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I can't make you do something you're not, you don't want to do. If somebody has sent their husband here, and uh, and they're like, I, I don't want to quit smoking. I'm not going to hypnotize. I'm not going to work with them at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll work on something else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, let's go into pop culture a little bit. Like, the Manchurian Candidate or even that one movie, Old Boy. Like, big... Po- po- Haven't seen either of oh, those That's movies. totally fine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So, I'm pretty much trying to get into the whole point of can you hypnotize someone unwillingly uh, to do something they want? Like, train them to do something that... They want like a behavioral thing or something like that. Okay. To react. Don't to you way. don't you know mm-hmm. that we are all hypnotized all the time by oh. the media, by radio, TV commercials. Mm. I'm loving it. What's that mm. commercial of? <laughs> I mean, we all know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so a hypnotist job isn't so much putting people into trance as snapping them out of one. Hmm. Snapping them out of the trance that they're addicted to something they can't quit. Snapping them out of the trance of being afraid of bridges. I keep looking over at Justin. (laughs) You're looking at the right person. (laughs) I now know this. Interesting. Snapping out of something. I never looked at that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so... And I don't have anybody come into my office who doesn't want to be hypnotized. Okay. So they're willing participants. (laughs) They're willing participants. So like in Old Boy, uh, the antagonist trains or hypnotizes the protagonist over years, like forceful hypnosis to do certain behaviors to mm-hmm. lead him down a certain path so i don't know if that was accurate could have really happened in real life it is highly influential mm-hmm. i mean it, it probably could happen i mean that's that's the thing you know uh as much as i screen people to take them on as clients mm-hmm. instructors should be screening people to learn these skills interesting there is a highly ethical situation that we're dealing with here and there's such a thing as um speed seduction where men learn how to uh, use hypnosis and influencing techniques to get girls to sleep with them. 
So really, I like to educate women to see if they're actually experiencing something like that at a bar. Can you give some examples right now? Like what you um, left the screen for? I, it's hard to do over the radio because it's more sure. about like hand signals. Okay. And like they'll create, they'll like draw a circle with their hand and mm-hmm. say good things. All, every time they say something positive, they'll put, or, or let's say, anytime they say something sexy, mm-hmm. they'll move their hand in this circle, right? And then they will actually take the girl and move them into the circle. I actually had a friend. What? I had a friend see another friend having that happen to her, and she pulled her away. So are these guys trained, or they're just doing it subconsciously? I think that, unfortunately, there are people there that just out there that are training people just... Hot, you that's know, creepy. That's like a pay a thousand dollars and I'll teach you. Well, how I mean, to yeah. Haven't we seen this? all those like the sleazy like uh, this is like, like the seminars or whatever? Yes. It's this like is, this is yes. like an anti-hitch that Will Smith movie. <laughs> like he's, yeah. like, he's like the, the dating guru guy, but like uh-huh. he's just teaching him how to make circles and having women step inside of them. That sounds right. terrible. Yeah, pretty creepy. So is this something you actually you don't advertise this part of your business though? Uh, I don't do any speed seduction. No, 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 not speed seduction. <laughs> I'm talking about training other women to look out for this. You know, I haven't advertised for it, but mm. I mean, if it comes up in conversation, I always, you know, you bring it to up. tell people. Yeah, especially friends. And- wow, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy, guys. That's like, <laughs> wow, that's like something Barney would do for How I Met Your Mother. Like, that's yes. one of his playbook things. Oh, like, absolutely. Another level of creepy. Yeah, like, that's another level of creepy. Someone's listening to this like, how do you do this? Yeah, you know <laughs> that there's like some dudes out there listening, listening right now like, oh, I need to look down this path It's some seduction, yeah. I just have to draw circles in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I can get anyone. So if you, girls, if you see a guy at a bar flapping his arms in big circles. <laughs> yeah. And like pulling people like And belly them. dancing. Yeah. And Ladies, arms. come talk to me. I'll teach you how to look at Yeah, come talk to Kelly. She can teach you the signs. That's, that's good to know, actually. Um, so... Your screening process, Justin. Like your your whole session with her. The whole to- session. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, well, the screening process was cool, and I. I mean, yeah, she basically thought. I, I mean, you guess. I guess you must have thought I was a, an all right candidate. Yeah. Well, basically, we had to identify the reasons why you want to quit, other than your wife wants you to. Right. Yes. Yeah. That right. was something that I was saying. Like, uh, I was surprised. Like, I thought that was a good reason. Like, to want to like. <laughs> but doing it's it external. for somebody else, yeah. like, but then it was more than just that. And I think that's why, like, I don't, I don't want to be a smoker. Like I really, right. in my heart, like, I don't want to be a smoker, like mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so that was there. And then just, just the little things about like, you know, my hands, like smelling like cigarettes or me smelling like cigarettes and just mm-hmm. feeling comfortable with myself that I don't freaking smell anymore. Right, you know? right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if you remember, I also taught you satir categories, which is the four and five ways that people respond to stress. And what you were doing, you were doing the placating strategy, which was like, well, I just want you to be happy, honey, you know, like, and, and so here are the four categories on how people respond to stress in a poor way, according to satir, Virginia satir. First is blamer, blamer, blamey, blamer pants, mm-hmm. always blaming <laughs> people, places, and things like the girl I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. right? My parents. And then there's... <laughs> Placator, which is the person who is always saying, oh, whatever you want, honey, I just want you to be happy, whatever, I'll take care of you, 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 you. When really they want to be happy. Sure. Okay. And then there is the um, the computer, which is the person that thinks all the time, analyzes, and they think they're going to think their way through a problem. But really, Justin, oh. stop pointing at me. This, this guy right here. Uh-huh. Stop pointing at me, man. I'm a human computer. <laughs> I wish. 
But don't you find that, you know, you get stuck in your mind and you never get anything done when you're overanalyzing oh, everything? Yeah, actually, that's for me snapping out of it. That's where my uh, my mental capacity has to get to. Like, it, it's hard. I, I definitely overthink everything. But uh, at the right? same time, I like to having a, like a, a path where I know where I'm going down and then... I'll pull out of it and then I'll just run with it for a while and then I'll start getting into my overthinking phase again. And mm-hmm. this, this isn't about me. This is about Kelly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fourth way is um, distractor. So like someone who said, okay, I'm going to uh, squirrel. Yeah. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to change my squirrel. I'm just pointing at Justin at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you want to get to is called leveling. So when you're mm-hmm. leveling, you're being honest with yourself. You're getting into action to change your behavior mm-hmm. uh, without placating, without overly thinking about mm-hmm. it, computing, without distracting, and without blaming. Mm-hmm. It's really like no change is going to happen unless you want it to happen, personally. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that was the biggest thing. Self-motivation. Because, I mean, I think um, a lot of people come in here and they're like they they want the magic answer they want the, the easy fix the very easy fix yeah they want to resolve themselves of, exactly yeah. like if i if i had it my way after that hypnotherapy session mm-hmm. i would every time i smelled cigarette smoke i would like puke like yeah, 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 <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you want you want to not want cigarettes anymore and i mean but you did say that you kind of are grossed out by the smell now yeah it, and it's still like if i if i really smell it and i and i think back like I almost have to to think about it to not like it. Like I have to concentrate on like what we talked about and everything. Yes. Like that's that's where it's like if you you have to you have to bring it back to where yeah. you were at that moment and how much you You got to make it personal. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and 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 relatable back to that point when you were going through the hypnotherapy and mm. then I feel like it, it makes it a little easier. Or it, it reminds you why you wanted it so much. You are in the uh, conscious competent state of learning. There are four states of learning in the unconscious mind. The first one is unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you haven't learned that yet, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's conscious incompetence. Oh, I don't know that yet. Not, and I'm not good at that. I, I can't do that. And then there's conscious competence where you are actively choosing the right choice on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's unconscious competence where you're not even thinking about it and you don't even want it anymore. Yeah, I'm not there with cigarettes, right. but I feel you need like a couple I more sessions. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that like what? You need that? More guilt? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that's the thing. Like you say like guilt and that that was one thing that really surprised me about the hypnotherapy session. It was none of it was worded negatively. And even when I tried to tell you something negative about cigarettes, you'd always Bring it back to the positive, like me saying, like, oh, my hands smell like crap, like after mm-hmm. after I get smoke on them and I can't touch my wife's face, you know, like, or just be, you know, close to her like that because she'll smell it and it'll be all over. But she turns it into like a positive thing of your hands are going to smell good again. You're going to be able to touch your wife's face without like the fear of, you know, of her pulling away from you or something like that. So just saying, like, Justin wanted to do the session as our guinea pig for the show, like, just trying to be introduced to this and everything. So I need to ask, the way he's explaining this right now, is this considered, like, his timeline, how he's perceiving things? I don't know. This is related back to it. Am I just talking bullshit? I don't understand the question. Like, he's talking about he's doing it for Cat, for himself, for... I'm not sure. Never mind. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I I would say his, his experience of it is pretty normal. Okay. I, I, I think that, um, you know, actually, I really enjoyed working with you, Justin, because you were so honest and really putting a lot of effort into understanding it and wanting to change. 
Thanks. Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm here and I'm doing it, I'm, I would want to give it my all, you know, mm. for sure. That's cool. I hope you, uh, if you're going to do more sessions or whatever, I hope you good luck with it. I think it's possible. I think it is possible. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like I'm close and I can I can get it done. You I quit for five soon. days and then... Yeah, it was five yeah, days and back. then... It lasted five days. Like I said, when you, you have caved. a couple of drinks, it's a little bit harder to resist that urge. <laughs> oh, and that's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's state-dependent yeah. learning. Look it up. State-dependent learning. Is it... Can I do something positive learning-wise when I drink alcohol? <laughs> you could come to see me drunk again and we'll do it and then yeah. recreate the circumstances oh of when exactly. you're exactly do you do that often well i tell people to uh have a little drinking party mm-hmm. and then and then decide to quit smoking then and like have all your friends in on it and then listen to a recorded hypnosis session that's like that one saying i think it's a chinese proverb like never make promises when you're ridiculously happy or decisions when you're really upset but you're saying to do it when you're excessively happy. Well, honestly, <laughs> he did it when he was sober with me, and then mm. he also needs to do it when he's drunk because if that's the trigger that's making him drink, then that it's a state-dependent learning. Huh. That makes sense. Look into it, Justin. Party at Burbank Hypnosis. Party at Burbank Hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> do you like monitor like any patient that comes in here? You're like, yeah, sure. Uh, take, a, take a shot. I put a tracking device on them to make sure that they're following direction at all times. Really? No. I was say, what? <laughs> What That's kind of, what this thing is under my skin and my arm. Yeah. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? What kind of funny do you have? Like, what's where, where's the lab here? I always have people come back so they can tell me what worked, what didn't work. And so we work on the stuff that didn't work, you know? It's, it. It's, it all builds on itself. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was another thing I want to say. Like, she, she gave me one session, um, and usually you said it's uh, it's three for, for is that for any uh, trouble they're dealing with? No, that, that all depends. I mean, most people do well with three quit smoking mm-hmm. sessions right but if they're coming in for other reasons it could vary in, you know 5 10 15 sessions something like that oh so sometimes more than more you, than i yeah. think you said earlier you've had people come for as long as eight months yeah is there anyone longer than that for years maybe i i've had someone uh do a one-year program for mm-hmm. weight loss she had over 100 pounds to lose mm-hmm. so um you know it, it all depends on what the need is did she succeed she dropped out. You know what? She was a friend of mine. She oh. didn't really take it all that seriously. I gave her a big discount. Again, we were talking about <laughs> yeah. the value that somebody puts exactly. into it. Yeah. I just don't really think she took it seriously. Man. But that's... Okay, so it can, it can span out to a year. Depending, again, it depends mm-hmm. how serious the person is and mm-hmm. they want to be wanting, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the ethical boundaries, you kind of briefly touched upon earlier. Uh, what are some things you see that are like trained professions or anything like doing wrong or unethical where do you see this as a as a farce rather than helpful well we kind of already talked about the Mm. um speed seduction right that's one of the biggest ones you Mm -hmm. know for me i like to make sure as far as ethics is concerned i do only take certain people through the screening Mm -hmm. most people i do accept but if they have a mental illness or you know some situation where it would be harmful i send them and i refer them out to the right appropriate person um, let's say, for example, if a woman says that, um, her husband used to beat her when she was thin and then she gained 40 pounds and she wants to lose that weight again, it might not be safe for her to lose the weight because if her husband's jealous of her being thin, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's unethical. Oh, wow. Wow. Think about something like that. Yeah. Another thing that would be unethical would be something like I'm saying suggestions to them that they, you know... Uh, keep coming back to me and pay me more money or something. You know, I, I don't think it's right when I hear people say that they've been seeing their hypnotist for three years. Oh, 
come on. Yeah. They either change or they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not here to keep collecting a paycheck. I'm here to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that happens in a short time usually, not forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's cool. And I see, I see this honesty in you, you know, like from day one. And I thought that was cool, you know. And But I think a lot of people are worried because... Uh, not everybody's doing it like you are, I'm sure. Again, she know. dispelled mind control earlier in the show, so that should be less of a concern for some people like <laughs> me. But um, how do you get like certified? What do you? What's the process to become a hypnotist? It's actually, unfortunately, very easy. Okay. You can go to a weekend seminar and okay. get a certificate. Okay. But there are, uh, you can study this all your life and mm. feel like you. there's still so much to learn about the human mind. So... These weekend seminars, for example, um, like what are they teaching? What are you? Most of they're effort? teaching the steps of self hypnosis, which all hypnosis is really self hypnosis. You're the one doing it. When I say, "Okay, close your eyes and relax," you're the one closing your eyes and relaxing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very simple. Hypnosis is very easy to learn. Um, I've ha- heard people say any monkey can learn how to do hypnosis. I don't believe but that. But what it <laughs> takes a long time to do is to understand human behavior and how people think and how they're wired mm-hmm. so that like I would approach it with you very differently than I approach it with Justin because if you're a computer mm-hmm. and you need facts, mm-hmm. factoids of information, you need things to mull over in your mind, whereas he, he needs more positive encouragement or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing takes a long time to understand what each person really, how they need to hear the words. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you a quick question just because we're on it. Um, because I was talking about how positive you were in the whole thing and not saying anything in a negative light. Why don't you want to do that? Because like, I'm just thinking, like, why couldn't you hypnotize me to make me think like the cigarette well, smoke you... smells like poop? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could. We could, we could definitely do that. But so why you... wouldn't we do that? That part we would. But what we wouldn't do is focus on what you don't want. See, and this is very important for listeners to understand. If you want to change any behavior, anything at all, you cannot keep saying to yourself, I don't want cigarettes. I don't want to cheat on my husband. I don't want to blah, 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 whatever it is. (laughs) Because all your unconscious mind is going to hear is the cigarette because we cannot process negatives directly. So it's all about phrasing your words. It's about thinking what you do want, about the actions you do want to take, about the response you do want to have. So um, I do want to smell fresh and clean. I want to be able to touch my wife's face and have her enjoy, you know, and, you know, so, um, or for like sugar addictions, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you do that? Because everybody's like, I don't want to eat chocolate cake all the time. All they're thinking is chocolate cake. I do want to eat chocolate cake all the time. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at Coke cans right in front yeah. of me. Coke, Coke, Coke. But anyway. Um, I need sugar, yeah. I don't drink soda, but um, so I drink lots of water. So I tell people, you. focus on what it is that you should be doing instead. So you should mm-hmm. be thinking about how wonderful the water tastes or how much you... and Or I would hypnotize them to really enjoy fruits and vegetables and having like decaffeinated tea is a nice treat and a lot of times it's just about emotional ties to food too mm-hmm. i forgot even what the question was oh <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no that's okay that was like a, that was exactly where i was at one point after the hypnotherapy to where i literally like i'd be wanting a cigarette and i would stop myself and i would just take a breath of fresh air after not smoking for a few days like to somebody that smoked every single day you're just like ah oh. It's real air. Like yeah, my yeah, lungs yeah, are repairing yeah, yeah. themselves right now, even after not smoking for a few days. So, mm-hmm. and, and then enjoying that moment of just clarity. And that's what kind of helped push it on to, you know, for the next two days of not smoking. You know, wow. that's great. So 
I think we we're talking about uh, self hypnosis, what you're learning on these weekend certificate right. type stuff. So right. that's amazing. See, that's all true. it is, all it is, is finding rapport with the conscious and unconscious mind. Because most mm-hmm. people are walking through life, and their unconscious mind is in control and kind of running the show. Mm-hmm. And with hypnosis, you are getting that rapport so you can be more in control of your life. You can tell your unconscious mind, look, this is what we're going to do now. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on eating healthy, drinking lots of water, um, reaching our goals, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Wow. Is self-hypnosis really that different from like personal meditation or like, to yeah. me, it seems so close. It seems like, like it's overlapping with, because sure. you're, you're really Absolutely. like doing like you're trying to think positively in each step. Like I don't do a lot of meditation myself. But well, Justin, it starts. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's very close, and I do uh, also on the side. I teach yoga and meditation, so I do know the difference. And it's basically the same, but it just gives you okay. So with meditation, um, there's a lot of misconception where it's about emptying your mind of all thought. When in my lineage of training, it's about focusing your mind on a sustained object. And if you look at the history of hypnosis, this is how it was all developed: was focusing your mind on a sustained object actually looking at it from above it focuses your mind on something so with self-hypnosis you're focusing on relaxing uh, you know stepping down the stairs to deeper relaxing focusing on what it is that you want it's all very very similar Hmm. i could go so many ways with this but i know that you have a lot of questions for me no we have too many questions for you actually (laughs) i'm more interested in like what like the experiences like what kind of clients you've had like what they want to like take care of like behavioral stuff really because mm-hmm. for the show we we're talking about this and you were talking about some crazy stuff but um not crazy just highly interesting stuff so um i don't know well i could tell you some stories yeah please. um i had a girl who could not fly on a plane anymore she was just so so scared um pay attention justin this overlaps with bridges <laughs> yeah. it's like she saw a movie or some documentary or something and, mm-hmm. and it was really scary to her and then all of a sudden her fear started and it got worse and worse and worse over her life for years she didn't even go to the college she wanted to go to because she didn't want to have to fly home oh my goodness yeah it really um got in the way of a lot of life decisions so she finally decided to tackle it and um with nlp and hypnosis um she's now traveling and she has to travel for work Mm-hmm. So she's doing it really easily now. She travels with her family for fun. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. And, and hers was uh, about five sessions. Five sessions? Yeah. Is that like multiple in a week or is it over the course of... Five weeks. Five weeks, so once a week. Mm-hmm. And she's she's totally cool to fly totally now? Totally cool to the point where she forgot she even had the fear. I had to ask her. <laughs> I was like, That's... so how, how is it flying? She's like, oh, Oh, it's it's fine. Like she, <laughs> she didn't even think about it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, she got the unconscious incom- the unconscious competency. Okay, the, the highest level. Yes, <laughs> that one. The unconscious competency level of learning. Fine. Can you go <laughs> just through the, level, the hierarchy? What's the, uh, those levels again? I just want to. Oh, okay. My own. Unconscious incompetence. Mm-hmm. Conscious incompetence. Okay. Conscious competence mm-hmm. and unconscious competence. Got it. It's okay. Fine. It's in there. Tongue twister. <laughs> it's in there. So people come for, you know, sugar addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had people like 
they eat so many sweets. They're like, I'm not going to have cookies today. I'm not going to have cookies today. And then mm. they find themselves in the parking lot of pavilions buying a box of cookies. <laughs> you can actually go to my website and see a girl that was like verbatim what she said. <laughs> and um, she had some timeline therapy and a few hypnosis sessions. And mm. she's eating really healthy. And she lost weight too, which she wasn't even trying to do. But because she's eating healthier, she lost a ton of weight. That's awesome. Is there, uh, this may be a random question. Is there like a a union or a guild of some kind for hypnotists Mm -hmm. like to join? There's a national guild of Mm -hmm. hypnotists. Mm -hmm. There's the American board of hypnotherapy. Okay. Um, those are the two certifying boards. Okay. So are these the, uh, boards like they put on these weekend uh, certifications or these are more third party. Yeah. Third party. And Mm -hmm. then so people can become trained, uh, trainers through the guild and through the board. And then Mm -hmm. they put on those trainings. I, can your certificate go outside the country? Is it valid, like in France or? I uh, no. Okay. They have their own licensing and, and certification. What kind of difference do they run into? Do you know? I don't know, but mm. um, like I know that they're more strict, and I think even state to state here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in Florida it's more stringent than here. Really? In Florida, you cannot treat a client without an uh, oversight of a psychologist. Wait, them being there with you while you do it? No, you can get a referral. It's note. a referral out. Yeah. Oh, okay. And wow. then you're fine, I think, if you just get a referral. But I looked into practicing there, and it's just such a headache. I, I didn't. Right. Do you do you think it, since you've seen some problems with it, do you think that's a better way to do it or kind of like somewhere in between? I know there's some therapists that actually do hypnosis yeah. as part of their sessions. Like right. not every single session. It depends on the, on the mm-hmm. client as well. But um there's definitely overlap with that too. Yes, psychologists uh, learn how to do it as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they get certain, okay. Um, from getting certified and starting to gauge people and how to uh, help them, like you're saying, it's more like like a experience type thing when you, or you're a hypnosis, hypnos, I can't even talk now, hypnotist. Um, how long is it, like how long have you been doing this for? Three years. Three years. How long have it, did it take for you to feel comfortable like taking in a patient and, Actually, um, you know, I had a really unique training where I had uh, a mentor from day one and she walked me through every step of the way. I even saw her work in her office. Like like job shadowing almost? Yes, okay. exactly. So I felt pretty comfortable right away. Okay. Most people do not mm-hmm. feel comfortable right away. I know so many people who have gone to HMI, mm-hmm. uh, the big school of hypnotherapy in the valley here. And they leave and they're like, well, now what? And they don't even do anything with it or they can only work part time because they don't really know how to apply the techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, very lucky. I, I, um, I've had, I just fell into the right um, group mm-hmm. and I've always, you know, been able to help people That's from, from the beginning. What would you tell someone who has aspirations of being a hypnotist uh, to break into the industry type thing? <laughs> Okay. Make sure that you <laughs> make sure you're in it for the right reasons. Make sure mm-hmm. that you are in it to help people. Make sure you're not doing it because it's something cool and you want to be famous or, or making some... circles in a bar trying to pull <laughs> women into them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do have um, selfish reasons for doing, you know, many things, but mm-hmm. you know, especially something like this where you can kind of make a name for yourself mm-hmm. um, because it can go to your head. Mm. It can go to your head because you do have tools to help people make change. And I mean, I've just seen really weird people in this industry. And I think that it can, I think it enhances either good 
or it enhances your weird. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what would you tell somebody to look out for? Someone who's making you go for three years plus, that's obviously not a good sign, as you said earlier. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I would steer clear of that. Um, I would say follow your gut. I mean, we Mm -hmm. all have those gut instincts, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to just ignore that Mm -hmm. when someone seems like they know what they're talking about. Um, I would say that, but also at the same time, if somebody is calling you out on your shit Mm -hmm. and it is uncomfortable, but you know it's true, Mm -hmm. you better stick with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, cause honestly I came here and it was like, I, I still feel like that you just genuinely want to help people, which is awesome. Yeah. I've never gotten anything salesy from you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that, by the way. Yeah. But I think a, a lot of people are weirded out by that. And, uh, mm. oh, let's transition to the next part and talk about like, you know, I'm, this is one thing I noticed when I was coming, when I was looking to have a hypnotherapist on the show, you know, a couple places where, you know, it was hypnotism and past life regression, like all lumped into one. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people that may be looking for alternative um, ways to help themselves or better themselves. And they look to hypnotherapy and then they see something like that when they're looking it up on the map. regression. And yeah. And I think, I think they, they think of it as the the whole thing, like all bunched together. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't believe in past, uh, past life regression. So it's like, obviously this whole thing is ridiculous. Mm. Which mm-hmm. obviously I, I don't think is the case. Even if I did before, like it's you know I still had a great experience here. So can you like differentiate that for us? Like because they are used in conjunction a lot of the time. Yes. So yes. so even though I can do a past life regression, I don't advertise for it and I don't offer it. If someone asks for it specifically, you know I might do it, but I will only do a regression on someone if it's um, if they can if they have a um, if they can handle it, okay, mm-hmm. if their mental state can handle it. And also, if we're going back to get a learning for you, if you if you need to learn how to change a behavior and you need to go back to wherever you first learned that behavior, like um, uh, if, if someone, I had someone who was excessively biting their nails, um, the poor deer would bite them down to almost nothing on her nails. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, okay, we're going to take you on your timeline to find out the first moment where you decided to work out your life's anxieties and stress by biting your nails. And she went to a past life without me guiding her. She just went there. Interesting. She actually went to a really crazy, scary situation. And um, so we worked through the fearful situation, Mm -hmm. changed her perspective on it so she wouldn't feel scared or like a victim, but that she would feel like a survivor or strong Mm -hmm. um, and that she could choose her path from there on. And so she got her learning and then carried that learning forward on her timeline to now. Mm -hmm. Um, So does a person, uh, okay, you may believe in past lives or you may not. Mm-hmm. It still works. It's it's all kind of uh, about um, analogy or metaphor. Mm-hmm. Metaphor is hugely powerful in uh, learning things in the unconscious mind. So I might tell you a story about a bird who a baby bird who jumped out of the nest and started flying, and you might not have any idea what the heck I'm talking about, but it's a metaphor for you know taking first steps to change. Mm-hmm. For example, so that's kind of what I, how I see past life regression is. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. You can go back and learn something. It might be true. It might not. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't. None of us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really like to advertise it because I don't want people to think that 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 I'm woo woo and weird and only into the 
magical, yeah. you know, thing. By the way, you're the second guest out of two episodes we recorded to use the word woo-woo. Really? Yeah. Did we say woo-woo? Whit- no, Whitney did. Whitney did? Yeah, she used woo-woo. We gotta talk to Whitney, too. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's awesome. <laughs> Our first two guests both used woo-woo. Just gotta woo-woo. keep it rolling well, now. You know, I gotta tell you something. In the office right behind us, mm. I have these drawers where I keep, like, my pens and stapler and everything, mm-hmm. and I have a drawer labeled woo-woo stuff <laughs> where I keep my sage and, and oh essential oils and what else is in there come on let's hear about the woo-woo well, drawer no I have I have sage and essential oils that's really in gotcha. a lighter gotcha that's all I have <laughs> woo-woo no like goat's head or anything no okay. no, all right. that. no like bark needs to burn and like purify the area crow's okay. blood and <laughs> it, uh, down in bourbon hypnosis <laughs> you get the woo-woo treatment <laughs> Serving alcohol, four to five yeah. to ten. <laughs> um, do you ever run into patients where, is this properly say patient or what's the problem? Client. Client. Do you, whenever you have a client, um, do you ever get to the point where you're in session with them? This is beyond screening. So maybe it's like the third or fourth session, mm-hmm. what have you. Um, and it gets to the point where you're like, okay, I think you need to be recommended to someone else. Yes. Like, does that I happen? Yeah. I have had that happen. And do you usually recommend them to like a psychologist? Psychologist or, or a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's good. That's ethical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can um, you give us an example maybe of something that happened where you're just like, whoa, I'm out, like, <laughs> not out of your league, but it's like, this needs some other yeah. type of attention. Yeah. Um, I did have a client who uh, couldn't focus and could only think of scary negative thoughts uh this can sound real woo woo but Mm. he or she would um think of like demonic thoughts oh wow so i think that this person um had a a a situation going on that needed medical treatment like perhaps medication or Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. deeper into what's going on there schizophrenia or, or something like that Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm able to weed that out in the screening, but some mm-hmm. people don't um, divulge because mm-hmm. they want to make sure I take them. Right, 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 right. So. right. I just want to see if the the ethical boundaries of hypnosis, like when you run to a, a client like that, like do normally other hypnotists do the same? They recommend them out. Do you have like a, a network of doctors? Or I do have a network. Okay. I have a whole thing right in the office over there. Mm-hmm. All the different business cards of all the. Um, places I refer out to. You know, I'm not sure. I think that um, our industry needs more education on when to refer out. Mm-hmm. I personally, and I've been trained this way, uh, err on the side of refer out mm-hmm. versus try to handle it. Right. Uh, because that's just, that's just you, you. I have to protect myself too, sure, you know? Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it, you always have to think of what is best for the client. Mm-hmm. And you have to think long term. What is best for this person a year from now, five years from now? Not just tomorrow. Gotcha. That's good. Um, that's good to know. Really good to know, actually. Um, what else? Do you want to ask your question, Justin? Yeah. All right. This is so just... my favorite question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so what has been, with hypnotherapy, your best experience and your worst experience? Okay. Well, I, uh, I'll start with uh, the worst. Yes. <laughs> best way to my start ever. one. <laughs> <laughs> because I had two guys with similar situations. They were older. They were uh, over 60, probably in their 70s. Uh, and their wives don't sleep with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're just frustrated. And they don't want to cheat on their wife. They're like good guys, you know. But mm-hmm. they, they're just, 
um, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, they think I'm going to be able to help them with this situation. What is so. it called? Dead bed situation or something like that? <laughs> dead bed? There's, there's, like a, there's a term for this. I don't know. Dead bed. I oh, that man. One. Oh, uh, the worst thing to happen is, is called transference. It's when they put their problem onto you as the therapist. And so one of the guys, you know, probably both of them did this too, where they, they saw me as the uh, object of their desire, right? Oh. So I had to quickly shut that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, through just telling them what's up and also using technique, it's 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 very uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sure. And you're like sitting there, like, I gotta treat this person. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, damn, it's only been the first ten yeah. minutes. We got so, an hour to go. I, mean, I, I wonder if like that's. Sh- I don't know if uh, ever crosses the line of like sexual harassment though. Have you ever experienced that? I hope you haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. I mean, that would be the closest thing. Mm-hmm. I think that I really. I think that I don't think that anyone could think they could get away with that yeah, with me. Uh, anyway, I would just make them leave right away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I did have to tell them, look, you can't be thinking about my boobs mm-hmm. right now. This is not going to help you. <laughs> this is going to make things worse. You're okay. to heal. <laughs> so I, I was telling the guys what I did is um, I did a technique where I made them think, I made him see boobs as boring as a door frame. <laughs> so whenever they and, worst and he thing did, you can do to a guy. By yeah, the way. <laughs> I know. But in that particular mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. It was ethical. Yeah, of course. Because he yeah. wants to stay in his marriage, and he doesn't want to cheat, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be thinking about girls' boobs all day. Mm-hmm. So I did an- end up helping him, mm-hmm. but I had to send him straight. So that was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Best story. Best story. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of really wonderful stories, but I'll just talk about this one. This is a pain control client. Mm-hmm. Um, she came for several sessions, actually. She came for five, and then she did five more. Pain control? Right. She had chronic pain. Oh, okay. Chronic pain, pretty much her entire life. Was okay. this, for, uh, without going too much into it, was like a specific injury that happened or something? Or um, a, I don't even remember okay. what That's the fine. deal was. And actually, I try not to know those details because it doesn't matter. Because the more a person is like, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that, then they have a story and an excuse to keep on to the pain. Mm. So a lot of times I don't even Yeah, or why. I'm addicted to nicotine or something. Like, mm-hmm. Is that the same kind of thing? Right, yeah. right. Uh, the story usually doesn't really matter. So um, anyway, she had, the, and it was her, I think of like her eighth session. I said, you know, what? I'm going to try something. I'm just going to go with my intuition here, you know, mm. put away all of my training and just kind of let my unconscious mind flow. And, um, and this sounds woo woo, but this is just how it worked. So, um, woo woo. so I led her on a um, hypnosis experience where she would raise up above her body and then higher and higher and higher and higher. Normally when you're going to hypnosis, we say you go down, you Mm -hmm. go down the stairs or down the elevator or something. But I say, okay, let's go up higher and higher because when you think about floating, your your body's very light and you don't feel a lot. So every number I count, you're going to feel lighter and lighter and lighter. Okay. If you're driving right now, don't follow what I'm saying. Yeah, don't do that. I'm going to try this right now. And um, and you become more weightless, and you and you feel less and less and less. And I would even like start to whisper, and you know. And so, so she really followed along, and then had her come back down as I was waking her back up, only as heavily into your body as 
is comfortable so that you, you know, I forget how I phrase it, don't feel the pain, but you're present, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't want to leave her in the ether and have her like be really spacey <laughs> all day long. That'll be the ultimate <laughs> prank you can pull on somebody. Like, uh, hey, need- Doc, I lost another one. <laughs> <laughs> I got this lifeless body. Well, yeah. what, what do a bunch of hypno- hypnotists do when they get together? Like they pull pranks like this. Like I'm just going to leave him in the ether for a little bit. I'll find him later. <laughs> lost this guy's soul <laughs> hey honey how was today lost a guy's soul again <laughs> forgot to pick him up third time this week <laughs> exactly we don't want any of that going on got it. <laughs> so, crystal clear got it so yeah anyway so she came you know back to awareness and felt really aware and alert but the pain was gone was it really like quick at that moment or like a, a precise thing where it was like before that session and after yes. that session, there was a big Before difference? that session, she had the pain. After that session, it was gone. Wow. And was that your last session with her? I think I had, yeah, no, I think it was either, no, I think it was her eighth session. I think she had a couple more after that and it was gone. Wow. It continued to be gone. Wow. wow. That is awesome. That's that must be that. so fulfilling when you can like <laughs> work out these, these, these problems people have yes. and get through it. Yes. And sometimes it's just like... A, you know, you throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Okay, I'm going to use this technique. Oh, no, that didn't work. Okay, we use this technique because mm-hmm. everybody's so different. Yeah, and that's why I think it very helpful if if I had come in for like the two more sessions, which mm-hmm. would usually be the thing. Right. Because it seemed like at first you're like, we're, <laughs> you even said like, you're like, all right, we're just throwing a lot of crap at you today. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> a bunch of different techniques, you know. Spaghetti on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I can totally tell how you would work that down, whittle it down to what that person needs more even yes. individually as the sessions go on and stuff. Yes. But, yeah. what, what about you, Jess? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to floor this question to you. Would you be interested in doing the remaining two sessions? Would you be, are you, would you recommend hypnosis for anyone else? I would, I would. I all, one one thing I also feel like was that because we were on a time constraint for the show, it was right. like, okay, let's look at what days we can do it and like let's mm-hmm. do it now. I, I do want to quit, but I felt like I was so scared that day coming in. I'm like, is this really going to be the day I stop smoking cigarettes? Story I was of your life. so stressed. <laughs> and like if I did do it, I would be like, okay. I like uh, I would, you know, feel it out for like the next month, still try to stop smoking as much as I can, but mm-hmm. I would... I would feel like there would be that point where I could schedule it and I'm like, okay, now, now it's ready. As opposed to being like, let's fit it in this week before we record mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Right. That wouldn't work, right? It's being like, hey, there's a time constraint. You should probably do your smoking sessions now versus later. Does that work long term? Well, it worked for him for five days. Five yeah. days. <laughs> he didn't finish his whole uh, Honestly, program. Five days, it's not, it's not, uh, that's not bad. Five yeah. days from... Dude, five days from a person that smokes like a pack and a half a day. Yeah, see, that's that's something. And now I'm not even smoking as much as I was before, so... That's good, man. Yeah. How I mean, much are you smoking now? Curious. Uh... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if Justin's wife is listening... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no. It's, I think I'm like around. I can get down to like five or ten. Like it's not a huge difference, but wow. it's still like yeah, yeah. Your lungs are probably really grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, and like I said, just like I still do try to think back to that. But like the whole I, I know, I know this is not your first time trying. Uh, oh no, yeah. I don't know if you mind me saying this on air, but um, no, like, what other methods have you tried prior to hypnosis? Uh, <laughs> the typicals, though. <laughs> Nothing really. Nothing? Like I've done like cold I turkey. Did, yeah, well, I mean, technically, this was cold turkey too, yeah. but I had more success. With I feel like this cold is guided turkey. Cold, cold turkey. Guided cold turkey, <laughs> yeah. But no, like other, I, I just tried to quit before. I mean, mm. there's no way, like, there was no method to the madness, pretty mm. much. But and this is what kind of why it's cool to to mm. do something like this, where it's 
it's more structured and you know you you have a helping hand in the process sure so mm-hmm. yeah. and i and i normally say okay at the bare minimum cut it to half yeah on yeah. your first session mm-hmm. and he did even beyond that he totally quit for 5 days yeah. and now you're probably at half yeah pretty much pretty much and i did remember the half thing and i was like i i after the night of having a drink and a few smokes it was like uh, I don't want to completely fall off the bandwagon, so I tried to keep it down there, you know, yeah. and try to keep remembering. The so thing. now cut it in half again. All right, deal. Do it. Right. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> um, I still think uh, hypnotizing me to, you know, I think I, cigarettes smell like poop. It I, would be. I'm just curious. <laughs> Let's if anyone, do it. Yeah, dude, that's your treatment right there. You just uh, aired it right there. Um, I'm still curious if I would be like, Someone can get me to belly dance like <laughs> my senior week. <laughs> I've never been in a in a state where I get hypnotized or anything like or someone's hypnotizing me. So I've seen You've never tried. I never tried. Unless, Isn't that one one thing you said, like the people that think like they can't be hypnotized? Like sometimes those well, are the ones I like, just look, no, mm-hmm. hold on. I get that. I just felt like when I was raising my hand, my senior week, I'm raising my hand right now, just in case anyone wants to know. Um, he didn't pick me. I was like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not susceptible. Denied. Yeah. It was a form of rejection that's never re- recovered from. It's traumatic. Oh. I'll choose you. Yeah. Raise Thank your you. hand. Pokemon. There you go. Yay. I pick you now. I'm going to see if I can get a book on one, uh, a stack of books on one <laughs> uh-huh. hand and a, and a balloon on my right. Yeah. We'll see if it works. But uh, I think we're going to wind down now. Uh, Kelly, you want to put a plug? Where can people find you online? Yeah. So if there is anything in your life that you want to change, you want to lose weight, quit smoking, change bad behaviors... You just never know. <laughs> I would love to meet you and uh, have you come in for a screening. And um, they can reach me on my website at burbankhypnosis.com. They can also call or text me. Should I give them my number? Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're comfortable doing yeah. that, yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. 818-850-8099. You can also find me on Facebook at Burbank Hypnosis. Um, cool. That's my... Cool. It's my business name. Yeah. Well, there, that's how you can find Kelly. Uh, and if they have more information, I'm sure they'll like, hey, Kelly, I heard you on the show. What's this all about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I would just like give you a little uh, plug too, just saying like, uh, I, like I was really nervous to come in and try it out, even though I love trying new things and everything. It was just, I was nervous and I thought, oh, whatever. It's just hypnotherapy. I can do this. But I mean, I just would say like it was such like a comfortable, relaxed and positive thing that... Like, don't let that be a reason you don't, like, reach out to getting help with something like this. Or at least, like, trying this this other way that a lot of people haven't tried. I know. You know? I, I got to ask this question. Do you... People are usually coming here because they want to change something in their lives or anything. Right. Have you had a, a client come in just for the hell of it? <laughs> They're just like, I want to be hypnotized. <laughs> what can do something to me? Um, I've never had a client mm-hmm. come in for that. But I've okay. had friends who said, oh, I want to try it. Are you, like... Always have like the popular one at parties. Do you hypnotize friends at parties? You do, don't you? <laughs> I'm the popular one at parties anyway. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Take that boy. I wasn't trying to be offensive. <laughs> I'm just like I because I I think I had a thinking way back in undergrad. Um, I think there's some guy that came over to a party and started hypnotizing people. But like I might have been under the influence for way too much at that time to remember what happened. Uh, I just it's just coming up to me right now. That's why I'm asking. Uh, just for the hell of it, you do it with friends, though. I'm yeah, well, I like to have a purpose. Yeah, sure. I mean, because then how do you know if it worked or not? Well, you know, can there be a purpose of like having a good time? I don't know. Relaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Sure. Because oh yeah, that's one thing. Uh, going back to the my 
first instance of hypnosis senior week, he told all the students that were under hypnosis in front of the whole class, the rest of the week, you're going to have the greatest time of your life, et cetera, et cetera. They did have a good time more than I've noticed in past, like yeah. the past four years. So um, Absolutely. that was interesting. Yeah. I also, um, I do these workshops on occasion at Yoga Blend in mm-hmm. Burbank and it's hypno yoga. It's restorative yoga, which basically is sleeping yoga you just lay there you don't have to try to do anything and i do hypnosis at the same time so i could be a pro at that (laughs) yeah you would be really good at that (laughs) you talking about yoga you don't need to move around sign me up you're you're talking about yoga i can sleep (laughs) yeah have you ever had somebody fall asleep while you were uh yeah i hear snoring all the time really yeah how often is it yourself no No. (laughs) okay just want to make sure you're, you're a professional. I just want to make sure anyone who reaches out, she's a professional. Because I, I felt like uh, I was in the, the sitting up position when we did our thing. But I was like, man, if I was laying down right now, I don't know if I might just like slip into the, uh, <laughs> the like totals, like just sleep. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was just so calming and comforting. Like the whole thing. It was just like, mm-hmm. I've, that's like one of my, Andy. that's like on my bucket list. Just finding like a monk or someone who's like meditating and they're not meditating. They're sleeping like hardcore snoring. <laughs> Like in that standstill, so it's like I get, I get the same thrill when I see people just falling asleep randomly on an airplane. Just like, <laughs> like their necks all like. I fell asleep it. with my legs up the wall in Viparita Karani. It's a yoga pose where you lay on your back with your legs straight up the wall for oh. forty-five minutes. You went to sleep that way? <laughs> yes, dude, that's balance. Oh my gosh! And my legs were pins and needles for like twenty minutes after. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, that's right. You have blood coming. Down. Yeah. Oh my, that's gosh. hilarious. I was very relaxed though. <laughs> on that note. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining us today, taking thank the time. So much. And for, for us, fun. Yeah, thank and for us, having us in your office. Thank you for uh, letting us record on location. It's always fun to do that. Yeah. Especially sure. with noise in the background. <laughs> it makes it feel authentic to me. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't that bad. Wasn't too I bad. liked it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you again, Kelly. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. Justin, you want to say bye? Uh, goodbye. Oh, goodbye, Kelly. Bye, Kelly. I love you, Kelly. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Dude, what a fun episode. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Oh my goodness. I honestly, like the stuff that you go into, like self-hypnosis and all that stuff, like that's crazy. Yeah. Like not crazy in like a bad way. It's like you don't think about that sort of stuff, you know? There, it is. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on there in your brain. And yeah. I wish we were at a point in science and everything to where we could understand that more. And it yeah. looks like we're going there. Yeah, we're getting there. But I mean... Still. But you know what? This is uh, what Kelly does. She's helping people. Yeah. And it's awesome. You know, she's giving them the encouragement they need. Oh, definitely. Uh, and they're getting helping them get in the mindset that they need to be to be successful and mm-hmm. what they want. So, Kelly, you're awesome. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show. With and us. again, if you guys have any questions about hypnosis or you got an addiction you're trying to overcome, I'm sure you remember she's at Burbank Hypnosis, and I'm sure she would be more than happy to answer any questions. Oh, yeah, you guys want to shoot her way? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then also, keep in mind, it's uh, do your research. Do your research. And remember, listen to the advice Kelly told you during the episode because there's stuff to keep in mind when you're looking into this sort of uh, scene mm-hmm. if you want to look at some help. So, yeah, for sure. Um, once again, this episode it was brought to you by Core Foundation. Uh, also, shout out to Chuck Levins and Burbank Hypnosis. Please, guys, remember get online, subscribe, share our episodes, tell your friends. There's these two people who are running a podcast who shouldn't be running a podcast. You should t- totally check them out because it's awesome. And we're awesome. We try to be. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are all awesome for listening. And um, 
yeah guys it's uh, been fun check out our next episode it should be pretty pretty interesting yeah if in case our show's name didn't you know insinuate that <laughs> anyways take care guys see ya